Hello everyone and welcome to the Pixels and Ink podcast, episode 350. And what a momentous podcast celebration this is. 350 episodes. But boy, I tell you, it would be a lot more fun if I had people joining me today. Um, that's right. I am uh, solo casting today. It's just me, your, your host, Jordan Biorti, the one, uh, you know, holding this whole thing together. Unfortunately, uh, no one else is available today to join me on the podcast, but I am not going to let that stop me. I am committed to delivering you a funky edutainment podcast every week. <laughs> so, without further ado, let's just, uh, let's just dive right into it. So, let's get right into the news. Um, we have uh, our first story, and uh, oh my god. So... Apparently, there was a, uh, you know, a bit of a, bit of a kerfuffle, you could call it, about, um, Pokemon cards. There was a, um, well, I mean, I think it might have just been Target in general, but specifically in, uh, in Brookfield, Wisconsin, uh, where a fight broke out because, you know, a bunch of nerds just, they, they just can't, like, they can't just get over themselves and let, you know, everyone just, like, have things, you know? This is the same thing that bothers me about these, like, stupid Pokemon cards in Walmarts, or, uh, not Walmarts, McDonald's, where, like, you know, grown adults were going in and buying all of them so little kids couldn't have the thing meant for little kids. But, uh, so yeah, there's a Target in Wisconsin, you know, these, apparently this, uh, this, this, like, 30-year-old guy came out with, uh, 35-year-old guy came out because he had a bunch of, like, cards, and he was accosted by, you know, a, a, a couple, like, 20-something-year-olds because they wanted his cards. So this guy, um, you know, pulls, it, it, like, luckily, luckily he was able to, like, he had a, um, a registered concealed carry, uh, like, license on him, and he pulled out his gun <laughs> to defend himself from these, these friggin' Team Rocket wannabes but to like steal his pokemon cards i don't think anyone i don't think they got the cards you know nor did this guy actually you know pop off any rounds so no no you nobody nobody was hurt but uh i think they i think they were arrested for like misdemeanor assault or something and uh so basically target has announced that they are you know for the for the safety of their customers they are no longer selling in stores um like mlb NFL, NBA, uh, or Pokemon trading cards. Um, they can st you can still get them online, but you just can't go into a store and get it. And it's just like, Jesus Christ, guys! Like, is there is there anything worse than just 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 nerd culture in general? Like, this is what it's come down to: that people are literally assaulting each other to the point where guns have to get pulled over Pokemon cards over little pieces of paper with pictures of Pokemon on them. Like, you know, back in the day, maybe maybe I'm just, I come from a simpler time where back in the day, you know, if you felt like you got a raw deal on the on the playground, the worst, the, the worst you could do was, you know, get your, like, big brother to, to come and, like, intimidate some other kids <laughs> to get your stuff back. I remember that actually did happen to me once. Um, it wasn't Pokemon cards, actually, and this, uh, it, I'm gonna date myself here, it was Pogs, 
Um, and I lost, oh man, I, I, you know, I lost fair and square in a game of Pogs. Um, but I was so, I was so upset about the Pogs that I lost. I don't even think they were good Pogs. They might have just been a couple, like, spawn Pogs and maybe, like, a couple of just, like, the, you know, the standard, like, Pog monster Pogs. And so I went and got my, my brother, who was, who was older than me, and a lot bigger than me at the time, too. And, uh. And yeah, he basically just like walked up to these kids and was like, hey, you give him his pogs back right now. <laughs> and they did. Um, but like, that was the thing. Like you, you, like, you never saw people like getting into like real scraps over Pokemon cards. Like, I don't know where this like weird culture came from where now it's gotten so bad to the point where like people are like genuinely attacking each other over this stuff. Um, I, I don't know. I just like, like this, this. This to me plays into this this thing I've been talking about for like you know a couple podcasts now, where like just the 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 culture of like gamer or like the whole like yeah like gamer culture has gotten like so toxic to the point where like yeah like maybe it just is specifically for you know Pokemon because you know we've joked about it in the past that like nobody hates Pokemon more than Pokemon fans, you know you go on Twitter and everyone is just so angry about it all the time you know like th like this is this is like the the i don't know the extension of it people are just so vile now about about this about all this stuff that like they're just you know attacking each other in the streets over it and i mean like i know there's a big collection market for it now but like pokemon cards aren't really worth anything like you know I had a bunch of first gen Pokemon cards and, and maybe maybe I'm gonna catch a lot of heat for this, but I had a I had a whole whack of um first gen Pokemon cards. I had a lot of like the like the I had like, you know, a bunch of shiny, shiny Mewtwo, shiny like, you know, Vaporeon, shiny Zapdos, um like a whole I had a whole bunch. I sold them to some guy that I work with for 80 bucks. And that to me was a steal. Like I know people will go onto like eBay and see, you know, Charizard cards list like first gen shiny Charizards listed for like a thousand dollars. But like I've come to realize also that a lot of the prices of stuff on eBay is like grossly inflated. And I don't know how many people actually pay that kind of money for a single Pokemon card. Like I, you would be crazy, I think, to pay even a hundred dollars for a shiny first gen Charizard. Like, like, I don't know. Are these things worth as much as we, you know, put value onto them? You know, I know the first person who's willing to spend a thousand dollars on a on a shiny Charizard sets the sets the price. But like, it's just crazy to me. It's crazy that people go to these extreme lengths you know, over some pieces of paper, like, it's just, it's so stupid, <laughs> like, if it were, like, a real Pokemon, I mean, even that would be crazy, <laughs> you know, but, like, some cards, like, Jesus Christ, these things aren't, these things aren't in short supply, like, this is the, this is what I mean about, about Pokemon cards, like, you know, and, and even, like, this whole, like, collection market, like, people, people create this idea of value like and it's and the industry itself thrives on it you see you see it with like comic books too right every that's why every year there's a big event comic book because you know 
people in the comic industry realize that if they create this sense of rarity with these big event comics, that they can, like, not only, you know, give themselves leeway to, to like, you know, shake up their their uh their storylines and whatnot but also like you know it it, it drives the co the collector's market and it's like you know it happens so frequently it's not rare anymore it's the same thing with pokemon cards cards in general pieces of paper we used to we used to make our own pokemon cards back in the day i remember this like we would draw our own pokemon cards and like trade them around and like play with them and stuff like i don't know Maybe maybe it maybe it's different for people who actually play the Pokemon trading card game competitively or whatever. Like, but the average person who's just like I guess just going to Target and getting packs of Pokemon cards, you can't be that invested in it to 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 physically assault somebody. That's I don't know, that says a lot about you. That's a really, really sad state of affairs. <laughs> nerds man we're just we're too much like we are too much i like i've never i've gone to some lengths in my time you know i walked to an eb you know back when i in my in my old hometown it was a good half an hour walk and i walked there in a freaking blizzard like it was ridiculous just to get a copy of of smash bros brawl the worst smash bros arguably and i like almost I don't I wouldn't say I put myself in danger for it but I definitely like you know braved the elements for a freaking copy of Smash Bros and then I had to walk back too that was a solid hour in a in like in honest to god like three feet of snow it was ridiculous but you know it's this is just uh this is just what we do I mean it's it's not enough to just go online and, and buy a thing you know you have to physically go and i mean, I mean in, in, in the middle of a pandemic too like we're not we're not out of it yet like it, don't you think maybe you know you could tone down the dickishness just a tad you know just a thought by me <laughs> so so that was that um it's been a weird week of people pulling guns on other people there was that whole boogie story too where that guy accosted him at his house and he went there and tried to start shit with him and boogie literally went out with a gun and now Boogie's up, it, he was, he's facing legal charges. He could face jail time for that. Oh, well, that, was, that was also because he popped off around as a warning shot. But, you know, he shouldn't have been goaded by that asshole. You know, I, I, I personally, I, I hope that, you know, the, the, whatever ruling judge rules in Boogie's favor. Because, I mean, yeah, like, that was a dumb thing to do. If we're being honest, like, you know, he should never have took the bait like he did. But this guy literally went to his house just to, like, start shit with him. Like, that's a next level of, like, asshole YouTube stalkerishness. Like, it's so, it's so, it's so gross, man. I don't understand people. People on, like, just on the internet and people just, like, going, going around for this, this just not important garbage. It's just, I'll never get over it. It's ridiculous. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Um... We also got, so this is actually kind of an interesting story that, uh, or at least I found it interesting. So, um, the, I guess the, uh, the, 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 the curators or the, 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 the program managers of, uh, of E3 have, um, sort of rolled out a, uh, or they're rolling out, uh, an online portal and like a, and an app so that like people can virtually interact with, um, with like E3 
Um, there's going to be like virtual booths and, and hosted events and like video conferencing. So like media is going to be able to get, um, like get the tool or, or get the app, I guess, and, and get like early access to like set up like interviews and appointments. Um, and honestly, like, I think that's really cool. Like, you know, like I, like I talked about before, um, on the, on the podcast, like I really like the idea of E3 moving to an all digital event, you know? Um, I know that like it, it's kind of an industry thing. Like I was talking with uh, with with the uh, editor in chief Brendan Fry about it, you know, and he you know he's basically like tell, saying to me like you know like, E three is kind of a necessary evil because you know at the end of the year, a lot of these game companies and you know they have these like these you know budgets that they're that they that you know they, they need to like you know get rid of a ton of money otherwise you know they'll they'll end up like you know incurring like taxes and costs and stuff, and E three is a good way to do that you know, just dump a bunch of money into a booth, into, in, into an event. Um, so, like, I, you know, I don't really know to what end that this might, like, you know, go to an all-digital thing, because obviously, like, you know, these industry people are always going to need a way to, like, you know, uh, balance their budgets. Um, or balance their books, I should say. But, like, I really hope that this, that this thing works and does really well, because I honestly do feel like it'll, it'll set the stage for like how e3 is conducted going forward like if it becomes like a like a like a like a fan expo comic-con kind of thing where like it just becomes sort of like a like a like a spectator event for the most part and like all the important media stuff like what e3 really used to be kind of about before it be kind of became this like spectacle um of like i don't know industry privilege like <laughs> You know, I, I, I genuinely hope that it just, that it stays like that because it, it feels to me like, you know, without, without a, without a real reason to be these like big sort of like, you know, congratulatory, you know, self-congratulatory events, despite, you know, all the, all the garbage that goes on in the industry. Um, I feel like something like this w would keep it a lot more focused and actually like, you know, and actually like concentrated on the games you know that like because that used to be the thing right and i know i've talked about this before but like it's just like it's so it's so kind of like deflating now with, with everything that's going on in in the industry like you look at all the sort of the shady business that goes on and like it, it's hard to get excited about e3 but like back in the day like it, e3 was such a big deal like i'll never forget the one e3 where um oh we lost our minds about it i think it was like it was the same it was it was E3 like in 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 literally one event Nintendo announced like Mario Galaxy 2, Metroid Other M, um uh Donkey Kong Country Returns and I think Skyward Sword, you know, and at the time we didn't know Skyward Sword was going to turn out to be a giant steaming pile of shit. So like, you know, we just saw a new Zelda and we were like, "Oh my god." Um <laughs> but like I was like, I mean, that was one. That was literally one E three, and they busted. They 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 smashed out all the hits. You know, they were playing all the hits, and I I don't know. I'm I'm sure all the other, uh, you know, I'm sure all the other companies had good, you know, announcements too. I don't remember. I just remember all the Nintendo stuff because of course I do. Uh, you know, I'm I'm the biggest Nintendo fanboy you'll ever meet. Um, so yeah, like. I, I just I, I really hope I really hope that this is uh that this is something that maybe like maybe gets E three back to being more of something we can actually be excited about. Like, you know, give like let let you know, obviously let let people you know, it, it sort of did become that too, the the minute that like 
they kind of announced that it would be like open to the public and everything like it really did sort of stop being this like special time that was like for you know games and games press and everything and it just sort of did become like another like fan expo which i i don't know i feel like it does take away some of the magic of it like you know it used to be the sort of exclusive thing and now it just isn't anymore um so i, I like making just making it a digital event all together and just like giving press the tools they need to like um cover it effectively and that was and that's another thing too like like making it digital does open the door for a lot of like more um like inclusivity in terms of like coverage right because like one of the biggest barriers uh, of entries even for press uh is is being able to get to the event um you know which i if i'm unless i'm unless i'm uh mistaken you know it was it was always held in um uh i want to say san diego but i'm i think i'm probably just thinking of um <laughs> i think i'm thinking of comic-con uh la that's where it was it was always yeah it was in la right so i mean like even when i started uh when i started writing for cg right like i had an opportunity to go to e3 but like at the time i just i couldn't afford to like get a plane ticket and and stay in a in a in a in a hotel or wherever like i was I, I just couldn't afford to go at the time right like it's well, it's an expensive place to go it's an expensive like event to go to even just for for journalists um so like giving giving the press all this access to it digitally like that's just a, such a such a smarter thing to do right it just opens so many more so many more doors for for like what what the whole thing was supposed to be about in the first place um but who knows we'll see we'll see how this goes um like I said in the pa in the past, I think I think Nintendo really like you know really proved when they started doing like the just the the digital presentations with E three. I think they that they definitely proved that it can be done. Um, and I I, I kind of feel like a lot more companies are, are 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 sort of seeing that and and following suit. But who knows? You know, it's it's one of those things. It's one of those like uh those you know old time you know those those conventions of yore that it's it's sort of hard to to imagine that they they would uh cancel it all together so but you know we'll see uh we'll see how this goes and uh so lastly lastly in the news oh my god this is uh going a lot faster than i thought it was <laughs> it's so so much uh so much less time when you don't have other people to to argue with you um you know it's cool though i mean nobody's disagreeing with me nobody's here to uh to combat me in any way i can say literally whatever i want vr is stupid <laughs> ah who's gonna challenge me now <laughs> um no so lastly uh one of the last things i wanted to talk about um you may have seen uh the new venom trailer that dropped uh for venom let there be carnage and oh my god <laughs> this oh this 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 magnificent garbage fire i don't know i don't know i don't know how i feel about it um like the fact that it opens up with the venom with the symbiote singing uh like let's call the whole thing off badly and making breakfast, um, and also calling ketchup ketchup, which I do because I think it's funny. But I'm when I think of, when I do that, I'm thinking more about the Simpsons episode with uh, with Mr. Burns, and he's 
you can't decide between like a bottle of ketchup and a bottle of catsup and that's very funny to me so i like to i like to say catsup for that reason um but like yeah and then he's like and then he's like waving to the to the convenience store owner and all that business that's going on like why is the symbiote such a like looney tunes character like you know i know i know a lot of people like like you know a lot of like trolls online you know like to like to point at at, at marvel's like ability to actually balance um comedy with like actual like serious and like grounded movies you know but there's always a bit of levity to them because they're comic book movies they should be fun also but like sony was clearly leaning very hard into this idea of this like dark edgy venom movie but even the first one like it's such a it's such a garbage like it's just a joke like it's just ridiculous the fact that there's actually a line in the movie that the the symbiote actually says that like on his home planet he was a like a, a loser so he goes to earth so he can be like a cool guy like like he's going to like reinvent himself <laughs> on a different planet and he can be mr cool guy because nobody knows who he is you know like some like some nerdy teenager who who switches schools and and tries to be you know uh you know cool like this is just it's just so ridiculous and the tone of it is so like askew you know i and i honestly think i honestly think that 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 the whole like him singing the song thing might have worked as a joke if he wasn't saying um like because he's singing it like he's following the lyrics so he's going like you say tomato i say tomato and it's like if he had said we say tomato instead of like if he was just like committed to that whole like we thing that would have been funnier but it just seems like it even kind of seems like they're dropping that whole like thing too because in that even in the, the the dumb scene where he says hi to the convenience store owner like i don't know if if maybe it was in like eddie's head because eddie repeats what he said but he doesn't say like he doesn't say we he goes like oh yeah he says hi you know so like i, I don't know if i really hope they're not dropping that whole angle because it's like one of the you know kind of like it's one of the things that like it's one of the quirks of Venom that I feel like you you know if you're gonna do Venom you gotta commit to that idea, um, so yeah you know it just it just looks really stupid and like you know I actually I actually do like um Woody Harrelson as uh Cletus uh, Cletus Cassidy, you know he you know coming off that like uh natural born killers sort of like you know fame um obviously not coming off of it that movie came out how long ago. Um, but like, you know, we know, we know we can play a psycho, right? I think he, I think he actually like is a very interesting choice for, for Cletus. Um, but like the, you know, they only showed carnage very briefly. So like, I don't know. I, I was never, I honestly was never, ever sold on the Venom movie. Um, I, I just, I, I really do think just in general, Venom as a character kind of sucks. Like I know. I know, and I know, you know, again, I know I'm probably going to get harangued for this too, you know, but again, and, and, you know, and obviously no one's here to challenge me on this, so I can just say whatever the hell I want. Um, no, I honestly really do think, like, when you really, when you really, like, go back and look at Venom, like, I know, I know he's just, like, a nostalgic character, and it's just, like, he, he, he kind of has a cool design, but he really doesn't. That's the thing. Like, it's just, like, he's, he's just so, like, 90s edge, 
and like looking back on a lot of the stuff that came out of the 90s like it just it really sucks you know all he is is just he's just a hulky spider-man like he's not like he's not interesting like doc ock or even like even characters like you know vulture or um uh you know you, you can point at something like like craven the hunter he's got a cool look and, a, and an interesting idea but he does kind of suck too um you know shocker is kind of cool electro's pretty cool um i can't think of any other spider-man villains which is weird i mean the rhino is just a, a, again he's just a big hulky guy with a rhino suit not, a, not really an interesting villain all that much um and 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 every every like modern adaptation of him just makes him like less interesting because like you go you think back to like the 90s cartoon where he literally just was in this like weird looking like rubber rhino suit and, and like nowadays it's, it's always got to be some like iron man like hulkbuster armor with a rhino horn on it like it just gets less interesting every single time um like yeah i don't know it's just he's just even like yeah like green goblin like is you know is cool especially when you go to like the comic book version where he actually like has this weird rubber mask and that like that like interesting sort of like halloween theme with the pumpkin bombs and and dumb stuff like that venom just kind of sucks but like and like and venom too like he's this kind of character that only really works i think in animation or like in um like drawings because when you try to realize him in, in, in like in uh live action like even it, it, it's the thing the kind of thing that bugged me in in the uh, in the first adaptation like the first venom movie where like he's just got this like smooth dumb looking face you know all the veiny stuff doesn't look good he only really looks like kind of cool design wise like like again in animation where he can just be solid black with those like you know blue outlines to like highlight his features he's got the big spider symbol on him which makes him look even more like interesting it like draws attention away from all the black it like separates it and makes it look you know uh more like distinct but like without any any of that he's just this big dumb looking hulk with teeth um and carnage i think is the same character like carnage only looks really cool when you draw him because he's all like sinewy and and like and like thin and he's got a lot of tendrils everywhere i think like if, if in in live action at least from what they showed in the trailer it just it doesn't look it looks like he's got like octopus tentacles. It doesn't look like it's like these like thin like, you know, whips that are coming off him constantly. So, I don't know. And from from everything else too, it looks like they're kind of pointing at more of uh like other symbiote characters. I, I like I think this was something that they, that they kind of did in the original where they were like kind of hinting at the um at the uh at like the Venom or what was it? What were they called again? There was like a there was a whole comic arc where, like, there was a whole bunch of different, like, symbiotes, and Venom was, like, taking them out one by one. Um, I forget now. I know we talked about it in the past, but I'm drawing a blank now, and I don't want to go to Google and and waste time Googling. You're going to hear me clacking on my keyboard like an idiot. <laughs> so, let, you know, I don't know. And, and there's even more, and even more, they even said that it's not going to tie into the Spider-Man, uh, like, Tom Holland marvel spider-man universe in any way so like i guess it remains to be seen too if they're even gonna like connect it to to spider-man in any conceivable way like if sony's gonna have their own um like standalone spider-man to connect it to but you know with all the weird stuff that are in rumors that have been floating around about uh spider-man uh can't no way home um 
I don't know how they're going to pull that off, if there's even a way to pull that off. So, I don't know. It's just, it's a, it's a dumb looking movie. Let's just say that. <laughs> My buddy made me laugh the other day too, because I was, I was, uh, I was busting his chops about it. And I was like, look, you finally got Carnage in a movie. You've always wanted this. Aren't you so happy? And uh, he's just like, not like this. Not like this. <laughs> yeah, he's so, he's so bummed out. Venom is like one of his like favorite Spider-Man characters. I don't know if I ever I was ever that really that big on Spider-Man, to be honest. I was always a bit more of a DC kid, I'll be honest. Like, I liked a lot of the Marvel stuff. Not to say I didn't, you know. Um, I liked X-Men a lot. I've always, like, Gambit's always been my favorite X-Men. Um, I have no strong feelings about the Fantastic Four. They're all right. Um, <laughs> I can't, you know, I feel like Deadpool has... has. I feel like the, if the more the more Deadpool that we get... It's gonna, it's gonna like jump the shark and just start becoming obnoxious. Uh, th th and not to say that I, I didn't enjoy the first two movies because I definitely did. Um, I still kind of think Deadpool one was a lot stronger than Deadpool two. I think dead, but I think Deadpool two also is like is a more like, um, like it's a stronger film because it actually has like a message and it's it's got more like emotion behind it, whereas the first one was just like. Hey, look, Deadpool, he's a silly goofball. Ha ha ha. So, um, I don't know. But, uh, I mean, I, I feel like I've, I've become more of a Marvel fan now. Like, through the movies. Like, I never liked Captain America until I watched, um, the first Avenger. And, like, that, that's, like, my one of my top five, like, Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. Like, I freaking love that movie. And that actually genuinely made me appreciate, uh, Captain America. <clears throat> But, um, I don't know. I've, yeah, I've always, I think I've, I've always liked Spider-Man, but I think just, like, looking back on it, there are some characters that are very, uh, are very, like, product of the time. So, but, uh, but yeah, you know, that's, uh, so that's, that's it for the news. Um, so, uh, you know what, so let's, let's talk a little game stuff. So I, uh, I got to join, uh, in on the, uh, the open beta for, um, Amazon Game Studios, uh, upcoming MMO called New World, which is a bit of an awkward title. I, I'm gonna say I kept wanting to say Another World, which is like that classic, um, uh, like SNES, but also uh, I want to say like it was like a Commodore game or a PC game. Um, you know, one of those like early, early, um, uh, what do you call it? Like kind of like, kind of like, um physics-based games, kind of like, the, you know, those games like, like, like the original Prince of Persia on the PC where you had to, like, grab ledges and stuff like Oddworld and those kinds of games. Um, but, like, I'm getting off, I'm, I'm, I'm super getting off topic about it. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, a, a new world. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's, it's a, it's a kind of interesting MMO. Um, it's, it's very, uh, and actually, I, I didn't even realize, I remember, I kind of remembered hearing about it, because I remember sort of getting the premise for it, and actually thinking that was really interesting, because it's kind of, like, set in, like, you know, fantasy, like, you know, 1600s, um, 
where like these like this like group of sailors go into like what is this, what is essentially like the Bermuda Triangle and like it's full of like demons and monsters and it sort of like trans I guess it transports them transports them that's a, oh wow that's an awkward word to say um <laughs> to like this 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 other world that's like full of like yeah like weird like demons and swords and sorcery and and also guns um not like modern day guns just like regular muskets and whatnot um so we got to do uh the the uh armorites i keep i, I keep I, and that was another one too that like my like dumb dyslexia kicked in from times and i kept wanting to i kept wanting to say am i right because it's spelt like it's it's very very close to like you know the the way sort of people do that like online which is like you know all one word am i right um it's like aramite i think it is uh the exp this expedition so so you know so we were we were taken on this guided sort of guided tour through this mine um where we got to fight you know ghosts and uh me me and uh, and and fellow CGM writer uh, Stephen Green um there was like ghosts and 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 demons and some zambos and uh it, you know what it was it was it, it was interesting um it was uh you know very very different from any MMO I'd ever I've ever played um maybe with the exception of that one that I cannot remember the name, but it was made by the same people that made Gunbound way back in the day. And oh man, if you don't remember Gunbound, just Google it. And I think it's still running. I think it's more of like a, like a, it's, it's definitely more free to play now than it ever was. Um, but yeah, it was like an old school, it was like a, it was like an online version of, uh, of Tank Wars. And it was a lot of fun. I have a lot of very fond memories of playing Gunbound. Um, but it's not the point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it's a very like it's a very combat focused mmo um which is a really dumb thing to say when i say it out loud because every mmo is very combat focused um but what i mean to say is that unlike you know you, you compare it to a game like uh like world of warcraft where you know you sort of have like your basic you know you click on an enemy you start auto attacking and then you sort of like manage your your spells and everything and your special attacks um this is this feels a lot more like a like a proper like brawler where like you know like like you have to sort of like frantically click on enemies to like attack them um and then you also have like special attacks and and whatnot that you can cycle through uh we got i got to try like you know not like necessarily different classes because it, it it's surprisingly actually an interesting thing there really is no like class system in this game um you can sort of build your character however you want which I think is really cool, um, like you know, opening up the sort of like a, a a wide window of freedom for character or for people for players to like build their characters. So you know, you basically like you can just like set like skill points into like you know different weapons, and every weapon sort of has like different um, like mastery uh, points and like mastery like and like skill trees and stuff. So like it it does open up like yeah, like it makes it it actually makes it a lot more fluid in that sense. Um, now I don't know I don't know if this is just for like you know the beta but like and and maybe they might tighten it up you know as as the game gets closer to launch but like combat was kind of slippery I don't know it it felt very chaotic you know monsters move around a lot like 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 they do in an MMO right like other characters draw aggro and they they, they suddenly just like jolt around to that person so like trying to focus on on a character 
or on a monster and like attack it um never really felt super satisfying uh it I, I, it sort of felt it felt to me like the kind of thing that would be very easily fixed by a lock on system but you know we'll see uh we'll see how that plays out and the whole yeah so the whole thing was actually it was it was pretty cool like the the, the monster design was really cool um they were talking about this one thing you know because it was like sort of like a like a pre-game you know press uh like presentation where they were sort of like showing off some of the monster like you know concept art stuff and talking about how they like wanted to go about designing the ghosts because like you know ghosts ghosts in games are always like very sort of like straightforward um so they kind of like did this thing where they you know they wanted to add like an effect where you sort of see the ghost like like almost like phasing in and out of existence like it's being pulled from like the spirit plane back to like the you know the plane of reality um i didn't i didn't fully get to experience that because you know my surface book 2 is not the best gaming laptop even you know with uh an nvidia geforce 960 in it um is it a 960 uh i forget i could be wrong i'm probably wrong um <laughs> but yeah like it's you know it's it's good for like mid-tier gaming so i had to have all my settings on like on medium and even then it kind of ran a little a little choppy you know max like 30 fps not the best which was a bit of a bummer because i saw some like actual like you know high fidelity gameplay footage from people who are actually running on systems who can you know actually handle video games and it did it does look really good it's a really pretty looking game it's got that like it's got that really dark soulsy vibe where it's like you know um the way i like to that, that that i that i like people you know have described dark souls where it's it's very beautifully bleak you know it's it's got a lot of a lot of detail and a lot of like almost like lore within all the details um but it's also very like it's a very like harrowing world uh so yeah i don't know i uh i, I yeah i thought it was uh i thought it was really cool I, I i enjoyed it if i you know if i had time for mmos um if i could like invest in them you know i would love to to give this a shot and maybe and also if i had a system that could run an mmo uh that would also be pretty neat so um because this definitely this definitely is a game i think that does uh sort of like prioritize you know aesthetic over like art style it's not like world of warcraft where you can play it on like medium settings and still kind of like get the basic experience because you know world of warcraft sort of has that like cartoonish style to it just because that's that's its art style right like so it'll kind of look good no matter what um unless you play on low i've never i don't think i've ever gone that far but you know I, man i remember way way back in the day i was i was running a uh, on a on a windows me computer which was like the millennium edition this is the computer that came out in, in, in 2000 and i mean it would like for that year for though for that time i tell you it was not a good computer um and i tried to run world of warcraft i mean it ran it surprisingly but i tried to run it on dial-up internet and but <laughs> i tell you oh that was a that was a rough rough experience um i think i even tried to get what was i can't oh my god i'm blanking on all these things so hard there was an old there was an old um like 
like voice chat program that predated audacity i forget i forget what it was called but i tried to like get onto that too with dial-up internet and yeah it was just like literally like my everything i said was like 10 seconds behind everybody and like i was talking at like two frames per second like it was garbage so yeah but that uh, you know those were the times back in the day dial up internet trying to you know you you youngins listening to this podcast you don't realize how good you get you have it where you can just you know load up a youtube video and it just loads you know an hour's worth of youtube in like 10 seconds you know these were the days where it would take literal hours to 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 load up you know a a a five minute flash cartoon i remember trying to watch salad fingers and having to wait while that loading bar just watching that loading bar tick up for literally like half an hour for honest to god five minutes of of flash you don't realize how good you got it man um you know listeners (laughs) so uh so yeah so that's uh that was that was new world um seems seems promising uh i'm i am interested in a in an mmo that that does take a more like active approach to combat as opposed to sort of uh just like sort of like clicking on enemies and and waiting to attack but i also think that there is a certain um a simplistic genius to that style of gameplay also i think maybe the game would benefit from from some some stuff like that like auto attacking or even just basic just just basic lock on you know you you kind of go into it feeling like you're playing Dark Souls and it just it's it's really slippery and chaotic and I wasn't a huge fan of that. Um but uh but also moving on to uh to other game related uh product but not games specifically the uh the new the last the final season of Castlevania came out today on uh, on Thursday May 5th, May 13th, the year of our Lord, 2021. Um, I'm only a few episodes into it. Uh, and I, 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 I'm already, I'm already head over heels for it. I sat down in the path in literally, in literally two days and watched through all three seasons. Granted, the first season is only four episodes. So it's like basically just like a movie. Um, but, uh, but you know what? I'm 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 excited that you know the the very first episode so far referenced those horrible little jumping goblins from uh from the original Castlevania, and it's really funny because in that scene, Sypha is just like hyper annoyed by all of it, and it really reflects like what gamers had to go through when uh when approaching those stupid little goblins. I think they were they were hunchbacks in uh in the original um Castlevania because I remember the. There's like, you know, you fight them on the way up to the boss. I think it's right before you in, in like the third level before you face um the mummy, I believe. Or or is that the fourth level boss? Because I know that the uh, either the third level, or the fourth level is Frankenstein and a hunchback and he just hops all around. He's a real pain in the ass. I mean, those those hunchbacks just in general are a pain in the ass. They move really fast. They bounce all over the place. You know, the way Castlevania is designed like in terms of combat is very sort of like is very um deliberate and sort of like focused you have to you have to really just like commit to every attack and every jump so like facing them is just such a such an annoyance and yeah she was like just so pissed off that she actually started swearing and then like giving shit to trevor because you know she never swore before she met him um 
there's a lot of uh intriguing stuff that seems to be going on with uh with Hector uh for any person who 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 watched the show you know you kind of know how um how season three ended for that poor bastard but uh for anyone who didn't um season three ends with him basically being enslaved by uh like uh, you know a group of vampires Carmilla uh one of the main one of the like main player vampires in uh in some of the other games too I, I know I remember um uh in in lords of shadow she was like the main vampire because you know obviously that game was really cool i really wish man i really wish really wish konami wasn't shit you know <laughs> because because lords of shadow was just like conceptually so cool i always loved the idea that like the very first of the belmont lineage you know becomes corrupted and 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 turns into dracula you know uh i guess that's spoiler warning for anyone who didn't play castlevania lords of shadow you know 15 years ago that's how the game ends basically uh uh gabriel belmont is like cursed and he basically just like becomes a vampire he becomes dracula you know and then they there was this really really like interesting idea that they that they played on uh in Castlevania Lords of Shadow um Mirror of Fate I think it was the the 3DS one uh that game wasn't very good but it did have a very cool story because it actually played really really well on the idea that like because Gabriel Belmont became Dracula like that's what essentially cursed the Belmont lineage to like have to fight Dracula throughout the years. Um and then they, they did an, an even cooler thing with this idea that like Trevor Belmont like was like the the son of Gabriel, like Gabriel never knew. So he goes to face him, dies, like you know, when he in, in combat with Dracula, when like when he realizes that like it's his son, he turns him into Alucard. And then you know, and then Simon, you know, you pick up the game, the game starts with Simon being Trevor's son, which canonically is wrong. Christopher Belmont from the Game Boy games, uh, um, was it, uh, Castlevania Adventure? He was Trevor Belmont's son. And then Christopher Belmont was, um, Simon's father. There's a whole crazy Belmont lineage. I, I, I love Castlevania so much that I can name most of the, like, lineage of it. Um, I think, and then, and then it picks up after Simon, uh, like Richter, Richter isn't Simon's son, but like he picks up like after, um, I don't know if Simon actually had a son. I think it's like, or, or not, at least not like it went at one who was a vampire hunter. Um, yeah. So like, it's, it's this whole like cool, like interconnectedness that was, uh, that was really cool. Um, but, uh, but holy crap, I got really off topic and I don't even have like, yeah, I don't have Chris or anyone here to rein me in. Um, you know, <laughs> so like, you know, I like, I like that they're, uh, I like that they're, that they're kind of like pulling, pulling some really intriguing stuff now. Like, you know, that may, that Hector maybe wasn't, uh, wasn't as, as helpless as maybe he seemed in the early, in, in the last couple of seasons. Um, I like that they referenced death. I honestly almost shit a brick when they when when Trevor was talking about this. Like he was like there was a statue of the Grim Reaper, and like 
he's like explaining it to Sypha because she had never seen it. And I'm like, oh my god, if the Grim Reaper shows up in this season, I'm gonna I'm gonna lose it. Like I'm I'm really interested to see how it plays out. It's not a long season. I, I love it's only seven episodes. Um and it seems like they're they are they they're they're tying up a lot of loose ends with it because even like Alucard, season three ended on a really, really bleak note for Alucard. Um and it seems like he's like kind of you know, steering in the direction of, of, you know, a redemption arc. I, I, again, I lost it when I watched the trailer and I saw he had the red shield and everything like, like from friggin' symphony of the night. Oh my God. I love the connectedness of it. All, all that needs to happen now is, is Trevor needs to throw a, a boomerang cross at somebody and just, and just complete it all. Um, and even, even Isaac, like Isaac, you know, picking up Isaac's story from where he was, like he is also being like is like very interesting like like the way his his character seems to be um seems to be like developing right like you know in the last season he was so so driven by his revenge and like and just constantly being like you know harassed by humanity and 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 it's just like his just i don't know it's just undying hatred for for humans although i noticed something that really annoyed me in that too there was a line I posted it on my Twitter, um, where where he, after he gets off the ship, uh, and he's in Genoa, and he gets a you know he's he's being accosted by you know the the Genoa guards, and he tries to be peaceful about it, but they just keep like harassing him, and he literally says he's like he's like why do I keep doing the same thing and expecting a different result? Isn't that the definition of insanity? And I was like, oh my god, this show is set in like 1463 that line that quote wouldn't be misattributed to albert einstein until hundreds of years later like where the hell did that even come from it's just like it just it was so dumb like i just i don't know it bothered me so much it was some other line too that uh that annoyed me a little bit. Now I'm forgetting now. I think it was something one of the vampires said. And I was like, wait a minute. That's like, they're like referencing the future. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like she, when, 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 uh, when Lenore is taking Hector out for a walk and she puts a leash on him and she literally says walkies. It's like, who the hell came up with walkies in the 1400s? Like, give me a freaking break. This is like, (laughs) that's just, that's just that's some sloppy writing right there, but uh, <laughs> but no seriously, I am uh, I am uh, I am genuinely enjoying it. Uh, it's uh, it's a great show. Um, it's 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 very it's very nice to see something this good being done with the Castlevania franchise. Um, and uh, and yeah, I mean you know based on how everything seems like like how they have to sort of tie up all these loose ends and 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 you know because this is the final season. Uh, I think specifically because, you know, of the, uh, of, you know, the stuff that came out with Warren Ellis and, you know, the, 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 like, sort of a sexual misconduct, uh, allegations and whatnot that, uh, he was probably, you know, let go from the project. Um, but they did say that more stuff is coming from the Castlevania, like, in the Castlevania universe. Like, they are working on another series, and I guess it's just not gonna be, you know, Trevor and Sypha's story anymore. 
I do genuinely hope that it picks up with if they if they're gonna do a new series, like they gotta do Simon. They have to like find a reason, you know, because and that's another thing that they're that they're doing a lot of in this in this final season is that they're it's like it's really heavily focused on people um trying to resurrect dracula which you know i again i wouldn't be a problem uh, 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 i wouldn't have a problem with because dracula was like one of the, the 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 best characters in the show like it something initially that i i might have talked about this before on the podcast if we talked about the castlevania series uh at some point but like it's like the way that they um i was a little disappointed at first i think because I, I really wanted it to be like the game. So I was really hoping that the whole series would just be like a la carte tri- uh, Trevor and Sypha, you know, going on this like adventure and, and killing demons. And then the final episode would just be like them, like, you know, making it to Dracula's castle and, and killing him. Um, so I was a little surprised at first when there were like all these other plot lines going on. Uh, and and, the, and the, the ser- like the second season itself was like so focused on Dracula. but like it really did get to the heart of the whole like curse, you know, in like Castlevania three Dracula's curse, you know, they really fleshed him out and they really just, they really make him a sympathetic character. Like you genuinely feel bad for him watching, watching it a second time. Like you kind of almost want him to succeed. Like they gave him such pathos that like he, you know, he really does just become this, this, this great character who was like so genuinely wronged by, you know, the shitty humans and, and the Catholic church. So, you know, I, I would really love to see more of him. I would love to see him come back. Like, you know, what, what, like a resurrected Dracula in this universe, especially even the way, even the way that he died, like he didn't die in this epic battle between, you know, um, you know, the last of the Belmonts and, and, and Alucard and Sypha, like, backing him up, right? Like, you know, he, he, the the fight, he's, you know, he fights Alucard, winds up in, in, you know, in, uh, in Alucard's childhood bedroom, and then has, like, a come to Jesus moment where he, like, realizes what he's doing, and his own sadness at, like, the loss of his wife, the only woman he ever loved, and his son, like, his son that he, like, also genuinely loves, you know, he realizes, like, you know, what am I doing? I'm killing my son, like, and it's just, like, he dies in this really tragic way, like, it's just, he he really was such a good character, I would love to see what him coming back would mean, um, so yeah, I I don't know. I'm really I'm really excited, and I really hope yeah. If if they do a new season, I would I would definitely love to see them pick up with uh with Simon Belmont. You know what I mean? If you're gonna do a new season, you gotta you gotta pick up with with the the most you know famous um of like the Castlevania characters. You know the most famous of the Belmonts, right? Like you know maybe maybe if you want to do Richter, that's fine. You know like the original um you know uh Rondo of Blood was you know was uh there was the, what was the one it was the one on the um was it the uh was it the turbo graphics i think it was a turbo graphics game initially and it had like it had these like anime like cut scenes it was really cool like so like it was probably it's probably one that was is is best you know made for for anime adaptation but i i would genuinely love to see you know the next story be simon's um but uh but yeah, I guess uh, I guess uh, I guess that's it. You know, if you're, I would highly, highly, highly recommend watching it. It's a very good series. Um, 
and uh and yeah all right oh my god i can't believe i was actually able to talk for uh for a solid hour who who needs partners i can do this all on my own i got enough i got enough talk for for a whole hour um i mean i feel like every every one of these podcasts just just ends up with me talking for a solid half an hour i didn't even take a break i'm looking at my audio file right now and it's just it is just non-stop talk for (laughs) oh my god but uh but i think that's gonna be enough for me um so uh so thanks again as always for uh for listening to the uh the pixels and ink podcast i really hope you enjoyed this one um i know it's a bit weird it's a bit different when it's just one person uh, so I just, I, you know, I really hope, uh, you, you found it entertaining and, uh, that maybe, you know, I could, uh, get you through, you know, a, a shitty workday or, you know, a long drive or whatever. And, uh, if, if you want to read about any of the things I talked about today, you can check them out at cgmagonline.com. Uh, if you want to check us out on social media, you can check us out. It's uh, cgmagonline. That's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, if you want to follow me, on Twitter, you can follow me at NinjaJordan underscore. And if you want to check me out on YouTube, you can find me at NinjaJordanReviews. But for another uh, Pixels and Ink podcast, stay inside, stay safe, wear a mask, um, get your vaccine when you can. I'm scheduled for the 31st. I'm really happy about that. It's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of weight off my shoulders. Uh, you know, we're coming around the bend on this, guys. Just just keep just keep being safe, just keep, I know it sucks, but just stay inside and, you know, listen to great podcasts by great people. We're going to get you through this. Just a little longer. Goodbye.